Artists Worldwide. Welcome everyone to our fourth and final installment of 12 Inspiring Entrepreneurial Women in collaboration with the UE Africa Network Group. I'm your man, the dandy, and I got my partner Heath in the building. How you doing, brother? Good, good. How are you? Good to see you, my man. Good. Are you excited or a bit like bittersweet that this is our, this is our fourth and final segment with the ladies? You know, it's funny, when you said final, I was like, no, because we have some people, uh, maybe even all 12, if they're uh, willing to come on and have solo interviews, because we want to get even more deeper and extend our knowledge of what they're doing. And uh, so hopefully this won't be the last time they're on Global Brothers Podcast. This is true. And uh, obviously, we have, uh, we have formed rapport. Uh, with quite a few of the ladies, and uh, we're definitely into what they're doing. I know, Heath, uh, with you and your school and your education background, that uh, you're going to be talking to quite a few of them in terms of collaborating with the school. So obviously, there's that relationship there. And uh, me, I just like to learn things. You know, I'm a sponge, so I'm definitely going to be hitting you ladies up uh, as well just to pick your brain on all of your entrepreneurial exploits and like pretty much like, you know, hit the cheat code. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, um, I can't wait to... Uh talk to our, our guests. So um, let's get started. Let's um, do it. Let's do it. So we got, we got, um, we've got two uh, uh, very inspiring ladies uh, today. Unfortunately, um, Sika was not able to make it. Um, we still congratulate her for being um, given the honor of being an inspirational entrepreneurial uh, lady of 2020. So uh, we are pleased to have uh, Ladija and Layla with us uh, here today. So uh, let's get started with uh, Layla. Um, wow, uh, I'm, go I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to do this without losing my breath because Layla is a very, very fascinating, accomplished woman. Um, she's the vice president of several organizations. Uh, she's also the founder of quite a few organizations from magazines to uh, uh, various Arab African councils. Uh, she does quite a bit of work uh, in Morocco. She's associated with some Canadian uh, nonprofit organizations, um, Brazilian nonprofit organizations, just so many various things. Uh, I really don't know how she finds time for it all, but we are so uh, uh, looking forward to hearing the inspiration and motivation and drive that pushes her to be able to accomplish all this. So, Layla, welcome to Global Brothers yeah. Podcast. And let me say a few words about Layla. Um, I met her at the fashion show at uh, Fogo de Chao. Mm -hmm. and, uh, the Brazilian uh, Steakhouse, yeah? Yes, at the Brazilian Steakhouse. I love Fogo de Chao. Uh, yeah, and we, 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 uh, we hit it off. We talked for a long time. And then um, I start following her. And she became one of the people that I look forward to following because she's always in another country. She's always talking to some very important important people and always uh, just building relationships around the world. So yeah, Layla, please tell us about yourself and um, what, you know, what, what do you do in, in all the things that you do? I know it's a lot, but please share, share with <laughs> so, us some of your travel. Good morning to her, to the people who have a good morning and good evening to everyone. It's a pleasure to be here when we do things by love and, Inspiring from others people, we do it because of passion. 
everything we have to do today is passion and love. If you don't love anything, don't do it. Don't force yourself to talk to the people if you don't appreciate them or like them. But say hi and bye. Um, I invest my time in humanity. Of course, we need to feed that humanity with some help. How to help them? We need to do uh, work to entrepreneur, like uh, to have some resources for income to help the others. Sometimes helping people, it doesn't focus on money. We can do it from the heart. My speech today, I did not prepare it. What's coming from the heart is reaching to the heart. We have to be transparent. And with a big smile, we can earn confidence, confidence from people. Today, we are all human beings. We are here to give hands to hands to get that power and energy. Even if there is corona, corona will not stop us. Because we are uh, people who have a lot of knowledge, a lot of reason to be together. And also, each one has idea and he's having that light and spot of light somewhere, somehow, and some knowledge to implement in his life. Uh, we are different, maybe, in many um, sources, different in our, the way we are acting, different in our work, in our behavior, but we are equal in humanity. So for me, if today we are here because there is some union, and as I have my roots African, I love Africa. I deal always with Africa and anything can do union between the world and the rest of Africa. I am there. I want to be there. I will be there. <laughs> we will fight for that because Africa have a lot of knowledge, sources, mining, uh, have also a lot of beautiful things which we can implement. And it's time to focus on Africa. I'm sorry, it's not an ego, but it's the reality. The future is Africa. And the real work coming, and it's in Africa. So today we have to network all Africa with the rest of the world, and it's already networked. But uh, thank you for UAE Africa Network. Thank you for all of you because you are here. Um, my career, it doesn't mean anything. I'm a drop in a big ocean, which you are the ocean. Each drop constituted together, it's a make a big circle and that circle will give us the power and positivity and good energy to implement all our knowledge no one is better than anyone and no one is great than anyone but each one of us need others today human relationship we have to build today we are here because we need each other mm. today we need also to wake up those dreams we build up, a lot of career we make, it doesn't mean anything near this small virus today. It stopped all the world. So we have to be positive to uh, make uh, ideas for our future and to make motivation to each other and start build a new platform. And this platform, which we are today here, is the future. E-marketing, e-learning, economy and we have to communicate the most important to the globe to communicate if we don't communicate we are lost we cannot be alone in this beautiful world which there is up and down which we learn every day in knowledge my experience uh, each one has experience each one have his way to do it i fight a lot as arabic women I implement my soul, my knowledge, my time. And I did, like he say, our friends, 
spelling. Hi. <laughs> I travel a lot. Why? Because I need to learn other cultures. I need to feel poor people. I need to empower children, a youth empowerment, and women empowerment. When it's come to the women empowerment, it's because we need to give what we learn from life to others. It's not the people who are entrepreneur or the people who are businesswomen and she done her career and she got her master degree, her doctorate and so. No, I go to the small villages. There which people need us. Those villages which they don't know what it means sometimes TV. They don't never go to the school. That's why we have to go. And they are still making things with handmade and work. We have to encourage them and make that handwork and handcraft to the rest of the humanity and show it to the world. Today, children need us because all of them, they have a knowledge, but they have the small knowledge which them country gave them. It's a restriction because some government and some society, politics, they want them to stay like this. So it's our day, our life to give them that small light and to show them the rest of the world. When did you start and in, in who, who um, did you look to for guidance and support in this work? It's um, since a long time, 16 years, when oh. I was young. I started with um, uh, Lois Hamilton in Minnesota and also with Lauren Berger from U.S. And then in Morocco, in Cambodia, in Indonesia, in Canada with FAAVM, Minority. I start with uh, many associations, but sometimes those associations are fake. They're just using other people and they're taking money and help and they're not really supporting. They give a little big line, big manchet, we will do, we will do, and in the end, they take benefit to themselves. When I see those people are egoist, we did go to Switzerland and build our uh, own uh, association called Refai. I'm the vice president. When I see sometimes all this association is also, I don't say it's fake. They're making agenda, but sometimes they're not following all the agenda. I've been to Senegal, I've been to Cote d'Ivoire. I, I see uh, Africa and I go to small villages. I see that everyone taking advantage of these associations. But what I did, I packed my bag and I go myself. I did 16 countries. Indonesia, Malaysia, Thailand, Cambodia. I go to Putin, I go to many countries, which is really people need help. They have big smile, big heart. When I really aff affect me too much, when I was in Cuba. In Cuba, I stay one year. I find these people, they have embargo. They don't have nothing, but they have smile. The salary that time in millennium, 2002, no, 1,099 exactly. The salary, it was $15 for the normal person. And the salary for the doctor, judge, and so $30. For me, $30 is drink. It's just going to the restaurant, take some pizza. We pay 25 bucks easily. So I, that stopped me that time. And I say, okay, we have to do something sustainable. I'm not giving a money. I give a sustainable development project, small project, and with that project can make them a rotation. I did go after that to Sudan. And I go to visit handicapped people, um, Arfaline and so, 
and they was expecting me to give money. I say, listen, I'll give you thousand, two thousand US dollar, but that it will finish. Why we don't choose small project and we start with sugar project. I bring them the machine of sugar, sugar and paper, and I go to the cafeteria and the restaurant outside and I ask them, if I bring you this sugar pack, you can buy it from me? They say, yes, I sign with them contract. I make that project with this handicap people i call them special need because for me the handicap it's not in the body the handicap is in the mind so those people they start packing and then selling and with that price they are doing the rotation of the business they don't need charity and always i say this none any nation need charity especially african they don't need charity from someone. We need strategy and sustainability and some vision for the future to make a big rotation and they will preserve them dignity and them arrogancy and them humanity. And that's why I don't, I don't like too much to talk about those corners, but because you ask me, because today when we do something as helping other humanity, I, it's my target, it's with my God. My target is my soul. My target is my benediction. But when we say it, just to motivate others to do it, and I am sure there is a lot of people who are doing this without talking and keeping silence. I tell them, I was wrong like you during 12 years. I start doing this mostly now five years, four years exactly officially. So it's time to speak up. It's time to say what you're doing as gift for others but don't show off and up too much do it with modesty with humble and humanity thank, thank you, you so much thank you awesome thank awesome you. uh i really really uh appreciated all you shared there Layla. and uh yeah like that that uh famous line keeps resounding in my head with quite a few of you ladies actually because uh even when we were talking to kerry the other day uh, she mentioned as well that it's better to actually uh, teach a man how to fish. So again, like you know, exactly. we're, we're getting we're getting those same kind of vibes from you as well. So we really uh, really appreciate that as well, and uh, definitely believe uh, in the same sentiments of we need to keep sustainability and uh, exactly. uh, productivity moving. So people know how to do it; they can teach other people. Awesome. Exactly. So Ladija, how are you? Hey, hi. I'm I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Awesome, awesome, thank you. So uh, congratulations, Ladija, on being one of the uh, 12 honorees for 2020, Inspiring Entrepreneurial Women. Um, thank you. Yeah, you have, a, you have a very cool story, whereas uh, uh, similar to Adeshola, you were an accountant as well, so someone of uh, <laughs> the uh, numbers field, and then you went to the arts. Very yeah, that, that's right. That's right. So uh, to go back to the origins, uh, I was born in Serbia uh, and then I moved in Switzerland during the civil war in, in uh, ex what was ex-Yugoslavia. Um, in Switzerland, I finished my school as an accountant and then in 2007, uh, 2008, actually, I moved to Dubai. I worked some time in uh, accounting and then one day I kind of got tired of numbers and I decided to focus uh, uh, my time and my energy and developing something in the, the uh, arts and cultural um, sector. Um, with my husband and kids, we started to travel to Sub-Saharan Africa firstly for holidays mainly. So it was just a kind of a discovery of uh, 
regions, traveling, like engaging with people and uh, with, uh, with uh, communities. And little by little, we started collecting art, buying art for ourselves, and therefore getting really close to the artist um, uh, personally. Um, that was uh, around uh, 2014. Uh, African art was still something very uh, niche. It still now is, but at that time even more. And we, I kind of saw a potentiality and uh, in developing, um, like not developing, but giving the opportunities for the artists to, to reach out more internationally. Uh, and we, at that time I was in Dubai and this is how I started. I opened my, I started as a pop-up uh, uh, exhibitions, bringing uh, artist uh, work to Dubai, engaging with the public. And after a couple of years, we opened our first space. Uh, since then, we've been uh, working quite hard uh, in promoting the artist and also uh, creating a lot of cultural initiatives and cultural cultural projects. In the way that uh, I'm not like a art like a traditional art gallery where I'm kind of trading art. For me, it's more important for people to understand where the art is coming from, uh, to humanize the art, not only to to sell the pictures. So we tell the stories about the art. Uh, we create exhibitions in the way that is very immersive for the for our guests. Uh, I travel a lot, or I used to travel a lot, in order to be able to tell the story firsthand because uh, otherwise you are not really able to, to, to tell what you want to say if you didn't see it. Um, so uh, since um, 2019, uh, I, I have opened my second gallery in Venice in Italy, uh, still with the same concept, so still promoting and, and pushing uh, hard on, on uh, engaging with uh, artists from the African continent. Um, last year, I was uh, the curator for the National Pavilion of Mozambique at the Biennale of Venice, and that also was a very good, uh, um, let's call it show, very successful. We, we received a very good uh, feedback from, from the press. Uh, while this year, just before all this uh, craziness started with uh, COVID-19, we have launched uh, a platform called artandaboutafrica.com. Artandaboutafrica.com wants to be um, a comprehensive website of all the artists, artist spaces, uh, institutions, uh, museums, like anything that is uh, connected to the art sector across Africa. So basically, we are listing artists. Uh, we, are, uh, we are having a special section dedicated to the blog, so we kind of go deeper into the community, telling stories that not always reach the mainstream of notice. Um, we have uh, just closed the uh, emergency grants, helping some of the artists uh, living in Africa during this moment where kind of everything got busted due to the coronavirus. So yeah. we, we are just now about to uh, kind of start giving uh, the, the financial uh, part of, uh, of, the, of the initiative. So it's like a lot of, a lot of uh, mix between the, the promotion of the emerging artists, engaging with the public uh, with, uh, for what is the, the regards to the culture and to get closer to where it is coming from and you know creating this very unique uh, ambient and, and atmosphere and i absolutely agree we are here to be uh, humble and to help each other and to kind of work together so we alone cannot do nothing so we are all 
all, all here to be to, to help and to uh, do our best to contribute and do what we can. Thank you. Awesome. Ladies, I have a question uh, yes. about your, your travels. Um, I'm sure yeah. you've been to, it sounds like you've been to at least over 10 or 15 countries in Africa. Was that, that safe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, when they talk about uh, uniting Africa, the Africa Free Trade Agreements, um, you know, just cultures and even cultural collisions, what do you see the issue is with Africa uniting? Because it seems like you've navigated pretty well, you know, uh, various cultures, uh, but, but for people like us from the outside looking in, especially the diaspora, we're not seeing the collaboration like we wanted to. Uh, do you see promise in Africa that they can unite and become, you know, one or well, trade across countries? What, what I see, especially what is COVID-19 had uh, kind of uh, pulled out is that Africa can be independent. We all know that it is independent, but also, uh, you know, psychologically, they have to get uh, kind of outside. They have to convince themselves that they can do it once. Uh, and I mean, I'm not an expert in this field. I cannot really say what if is possible and, and how is possible to do it. But uh, I, I think there, there is definitely a potentiality. Uh, why? What can be maybe a bit of uh, an issue is the the monetary trade, the monetary exchange between the countries, mm. uh, and this is also what I find difficult as an uh, uh, doing business business from outside. Uh, sometimes the payments are very difficult, like to reach where you want them to reach. So maybe uh, if this is like something that they can fix first before starting trading in different uh, currencies, maybe is a good, uh, you know, kind of a good start. But as I said, I'm not really an expert. I cannot, uh, <laughs> I cannot really say much. And I mean, in arts and culture, you know, it's like uh, really not that that much of a, a business trade. Right. Right. Uh, Letija, I just realized yeah. I know you. You do? Okay. I do. I, do. <laughs> I um, hope it's a good memory. <laughs> of course, of course. Come on. Okay. <laughs> uh, we met at uh, at your gallery at the uh, at the mm -hmm. Aka is the Aka project. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, we met there. I think you had a photographer that uh, does like mm -hmm. face painting uh, on models, and then he takes the photograph. Yes, that's Teddy Mitcher. Yes, Teddy right. Mitchner. We we had yeah we had an exhibition last year, uh, or maybe it was even two years ago. The time goes so fast uh, during the photo Dubai Photo Fest right. in uh, February. Yeah. So my friend, yeah, yeah. my friend, my mm -hmm. friend Brianna was one of the models, and she got her face painted oh, by, by that. Oh, right. I see. Yeah, All right. Of I course, was there. Brianna. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It was a very cool show. It was very engaging. It was, uh, he's a fantastic guy and does uh, like awesome work in uh, trying to preserve what is the heritage of the, of the past, let's say, because he's, he, what he's saying is that uh, uh, the elderly people that are able to craft the masks are little by little dying. Uh, while the new generation is kind of looking for opportunities, opportunities in the cities. So they are not really learning how to work anymore on, on the traditional work and therefore with them also the, the heritage and the knowledge of uh, making these things are kind of uh, wearing off. So he decided to digitalize uh, 
some of the the very important uh, masks by using the model. So it's, uh, it's a pretty awesome process and a pretty good result too. I mean, you saw it, so you, you, can, you can say it. <laughs> Absolutely incredible uh, stuff that we saw there. And I really want to commend you on your, your eye for talent because obviously you spotted that and said that you needed to have that at your gallery. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Well, this is, this is why I like to, to go there personally, because this is the only way that you can actually, uh, I mean, not see them or find them, but kind of as you experience the, the that energy or, or that process on the ground where they are doing it, you, you feel it differently. So you see the potential by the time it's outside on internet, everybody knows about it. So there is no really, that much to you know to to push forward in this way i get it like firsthand so that's yeah. that's good <laughs> i wanted to ask you so you said you said um you know like you your husband your kids just said let's go to sub-saharan africa i know obviously nothing is that simple uh can you can you can you kind of like take us through that thought process of like saying like where you'd want to travel first in terms of like being that intrepid uh, go-getter to say we're just going to travel as a family like why why did sub-saharan africa africa strike you first and then where did the whole art bug kind of bite you and say i need to start this <laughs> so my, my husband he used to live in liberia in the in the 90s so he always i mean in our family the africa uh, kind of uh, thing was always there so i was beaten a long time ago let's say it uh, when the kids got in the age that I, I felt it was fine to travel and take them places, uh, also in the, like safe in the way of like uh, way to reach the hospital if you need it or things like that, that they can tell you, I, 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 I don't know, something is painful or hurts here or hurts there. Uh, Kenya was the easiest um, country to, to visit and the most uh, fun for, for, the, for the family holiday. So we started from there. We started from there, then we went to South Africa, we went to Mozambique, uh, we wow. took them to, uh, to Uganda, awesome. and then eventually uh, Ethiopia, just for a brief moment, and then, uh, I mean, places like uh, Nigeria, I went, uh, I went on, my, on my own uh, with my husband, but not, uh, not with, uh, with the kids. It was more of a research ground, and I didn't want to drag them around. After uh, some time, they get bored <laughs> of me saying, let's see this gallery, let's go to this studio. So they say, Mama, this is enough. <laughs> I don't want anymore. So, yeah. So, I mean, it was just... Uh, um, we, we tried it. You, as they're saying, either you like it or you hate it. Uh, we went there the first time and that was it. So I was hooked. I read that. I read that. Uh, I read that comment in your bio and I'm like, who says that? Who says that? Cause, cause, cause I don't I, know. I, they say it. No, they who? don't say it. No, who are they? Who are they saying either you love Africa or you hate Africa? That, oh, that's, probably that's, ne they never been though. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, I would hope I would hope people aren't spreading that kind of um, uh, divisive rhetoric because to be honest, it's a it's a massive place. Obviously, very biodiverse, uh, very culturally diverse. Absolutely. You know, I don't have to tell you, but just like to everyone else, like you know, there's so much to see and do, and really just go. Period. And it's not going to be a, a hate in there at all. I would say just go and explore for yeah. yourself. I think you know. I think, I think that the uh, the world has shown that they love Africa. Absolutely. I, yeah, definitely. Everyone's gone to Africa and done something, right? Whether yeah, yeah. good or bad or taken something. So Africa <laughs> is definitely 
Africa is definitely the uh, place where everybody wants to be. So. Absolutely. I agree with you. If, if it's not true, I will take it out from my bio. I won't say it anymore. <laughs> yes, remove it. Remove it, please. <laughs> All right. I'll Only... do it. I'll do it. <laughs> um, uh, to the ambassador, Layla, are you still there? I'm ready for any question. Your excellencies. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the, the, your travels, the work that you mm -hmm. do, you, you, you went pretty extensive. But the one thing is uh, we want to know um, your, your ambassador work. What, what, where, where does that um, come from? Like what, what okay. group, what agency, what country? No, 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 no. One, I am ambassador and head of protocol and diplomacy with WPC, which is World Peace Committee. It's right. 202 committee. This is yes. the first title. Okay. I hate titles because it doesn't mean you. It just, they're giving you this to make easy your mission. You can uh, go to the government, you can see ministry, you can see governor, you can see that's this one. And the second, I am a vice president of Refi in Switzerland, and at the same time, I'm Goodwill Ambassador. I'm with FAAVM, I am Secretary General, and I hate to say this, but you ask, I have to answer, and with transparency. Um, the minority of children, they come here and they give me an uh, ambassador of, of the uh, Canadian Association, organization, and then they give me the badge and give me the ID, and with that ID, we're doing agenda. Many organizations everywhere, and they give title of ambassador. Today, you can get ambassador of peace, ambassador of goodwill, ambassador, it's just piece of paper. But are you fit for it? Are you really ambassador? Each one of us, you, me, everyone here is ambassador of his culture, country. He's representing himself and others. Today, when we go to France, when they say, say Arab, when they say African, because of your act, so you are ambassador representing your flag, your nationality, and your people. Ambassador, it's not mean the ambassador which is doing the diplomacy. That is political and the government they give him diplomat because he have to serve a population and the people who's coming from his country. But we, as ambassador of peace, tolerance, and humanity, we are serving humanity. I have a target to fill up. I have to do agenda. I have to prove that I deserve that name. Thank you. Thank you. Other question? I like that. Uh, Heath, if you were an ambassador cool. of anything, what would you be ambassador of, Heath? Oh, my goodness. Um, what, what's... You know, <laughs> you know, the things that she talked about earlier and, and just previously, um, I was thinking about what we're, what we're doing, you know, what we're going on, what's going on in the world, you know, uh, all throughout yeah. the world. Mm -hmm. And she exemplifies that. That's what I want to be, right? I want to be a voice. I want to be... <laughs> A connector, um, a an ambassador, I guess, of goodwill and humanity. So um, that's why I like following her on Instagram because Thank you. I'm seeing a lot of what it's my pleasure. A, a lot of people need to do in the world. So I think probably I want to be Layla when I grow up. Ah, oh my God, it's it's my pleasure. Uh, look, there is a uh, a lot of people around us in UAE, Africa, uh, for example. There is my salt maid. Uh, Wendy Alexander. I learned from her. Hey, Wendy. How you doing, Wendy? She's here. She's here in the room. She is. She is a rocker. She is Hi. a big connector. Hi. Again, no camera. And, no camera. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and there is also, uh, you know him. 
UAE Africa, Legiti. He is always William, giving us love, trying to pull us together. He is the real ambassador. You know, it's not about title. Today, professor, doctor, engineer, all this title we get, my master, my degree, my HBA. Where are you when it's need you? It's not to put that title you have in the wall and I get Oscar, I get this. It doesn't mean anything if you don't fulfill that position. If you are not strong on giving your voice and raising it and say, hey, I am here for these people. It's commitment before to be titled. I don't need ambassador to be Layla Rahal. I need Layla Rahal to be ambassador. Tell us, Layla. Um, okay, so through the through the whole COVID situation, obviously it's still it's still going on. I think I think you know with all the protests in the street in America and like other places in the world, you'd be you'd be quite remiss to think that it is still going on. But apparently, we should be social distancing. So how have how have you, with all of your um, responsibilities, been able to keep up with everything? First, I cannot leave alone. Even I'm locked out, I'm not locked out. This virus, it doesn't stop me. It has not to stop anyone. I did more get social and love and people around me because of Zoom, because of people like you organizing this meeting, because of Google, because of social media. So this virus, it's a wake-up call to me. It let me make my strategy, knock the door of my friends, search where they are, and make motivation and start new things and open doors. Today, the world is changing, but it's not that. We have to change. For me, it doesn't mean it's fail, it's success. What you think you get. So it's time for new challenge. We have to stick together. Together. Not me, we. Always I say we. And I am with you guys and I'm happy today. I feel, I feel you home. Welcome home. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to ask Ladija uh, something, some, something along those lines as well. Uh, yeah. Ladija, with, 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 uh, with looking toward the future, I mean, obviously it's uh, uh, early June right now, but like we all know how quickly the summer can go um, and, and, and things seem to be opening back up within Dubai. Um, what are you looking for for your next uh, exhibition art project when things do open back up? So we are, uh, when we opened the gallery in Venice, we kind of decided to have the season, like a winter season in Dubai and summer season in Europe, in Venice. So I'm uh, focusing now on some exhibition that will happen in, in Venice, in Italy. Um, also, I was supposed to participate to Photo Basel during Art Basel in, uh, first was in June, then in September. Now apparently it's going to be cancelled uh, permanently for this year. Uh, so I, I have few commitments uh, in um, between uh, Italy, uh, Switzerland and uh, UK. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay here until, uh, I don't know, until I can fly back to Dubai, I guess. And then uh, we will uh, we will see. I am um, pushing quite hard on on the platform, so we are implementing different things and and uh, building up some initiatives uh, uh, through the platform. So a lot of work online, and uh, therefore I can be anywhere. Uh, 
uh, gallery business as a, as the business is really is really not a good time for for that. So I'm trying to focus my energy and my my thoughts on something a little bit more positive than uh, on on that side. So we'll see. Quick follow up about Venice. Um, you don't you don't normally relate uh, Venice or even Italy with um, uh, African art. I mean, they are they are they are like definitely art connoisseurs with all the great masters and things like that that have come out of Italy. But uh, you, you don't usually think that there would be collectors or even people so, so much so interested in uh, African art. Uh, tell, us, tell us what's your experience there with like, you know, why you said, you know what, Venice is the perfect place to open a gallery focused on African art. So I am a little bit uh, romantic in my soul and uh, I, I like to do things by a little bit my, by my heart, not a lot by logic sometimes. So I don't know if that is a good <laughs> or a bad thing. So uh, Venice is, is a romantic choice. Uh, it's a beautiful city. Is is the city where the Biennale happens every two years since the 50s. Uh, is the place to be for what is the contemporary art. Uh, collectors in Venice, I mean, Venice itself doesn't really have a lot of habitants anyway, leave alone the collectors, generally African art even less. So it, it, it was not a choice about, uh, like we were not following the collectors. We were following, just as I said, our kind of gut feeling. Um, as, we are, as we were also at the, at the Biennale last year, we are also... Uh, having a very big project for the next Art Biennale, which is going to be 2022. We are looking at uh, creating um, a sort of a Pan-African uh, pavilion, uh, more of a collective than a single uh, single uh, countries. So it is a, like a, a strategical uh, choice in these regards, as we want to focus on being present for the Biennales to come we wanted to have a small gallery there, but the collectors are not, not, not there. I mean, a lot of them are in Europe, but not in Italy, at least not, not yet. Ladiga, I wanted to ask you, yeah. um, in, in, in a few of the other shows, we've asked the same question because, of course, people look at you uh, as an inspiration and they want to know uh, a lot more of the details. My question is, um, what are some of the challenges pre-COVID um, that you face to get to this point, especially some of your travels, your collections throughout Africa? Well, the challenges are all, I mean, for what regards the art sector is that is not a, a essential need, let's call it now. Uh, so it's very hard to make uh, like a business out of it. So the, the challenge is to, to, to break even definitely. Um, luckily, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this just to live out of it. I'm doing all of this because I, I believe in the potential of the artist. Uh, is my is my time uh, that I dedicate to them. So uh, I don't know. It's a very very difficult uh, very difficult thing. The challenge is also is to get out there and spread the the, the, the word and spread and get uh, engaged with the right people that wants to follow you, wants to believe in you. Uh, a lot of networking, a lot of uh, chatting. Most of the things, as Leila was saying earlier, go. I mean, you you think is something worth it, then it gets. I mean, becomes like uh, not not of a help at, at all. 
you just need to keep trying. So it's uh, time consuming as for every business. I mean, it's not only in, in, my, in, my, in my business. In my business might be a little bit more difficult to meet the ends because it's not really easy to, uh, to get, uh, uh, let's say, the monetary uh, advantages of it. But uh, it's not my first uh, aim. So it was never actually a problem or an issue for me. So I, I've been lucky enough not to have it as a, let's say, primary uh, resources for, for my, for my uh, live, living. So I, the, the challenges that I found, yeah, is mainly that breaking into the people's uh, lives and getting them interested in what you're doing. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we, had a, we had a question about Cuba. Was it, was it, um, was it Layla that mentioned Cuba, right? I believe so. Yes, yes, no, no, yes. Me. it's me. Yeah, Leila. Yes. So, so yes. Uh, Leila, the uh, the question from uh, from the room is, um, could you be more specific about the project? Cuba. <laughs> it's not a project. It's not a project. It was. Okay. Um, I go to work in Cuba in '99, and it was a time of embargo. So um, that time it, we was passing to millennium. And I take the car and I go outside because I love to do, I love to help people, okay? And you have to discover the culture and the, the human board, how it is to deal with others. When you know other culture, you build your personality with mixed culture and you can be tolerant. So everybody talk about Cuba, they don't have food, they don't have this because of, sorry, I don't want to enter to politics, but we are forced to. Uh, embargo. Yeah. Okay. I take the car and I go and I hang around and I see the people, they have smile. They don't have that much things and they are humble, sociable, and they smile to you. And so I decide to make my little community, community, community there with friendship with them. And I start going little by little like ants, get a bite of sugar until they get a pack of sugar. <laughs> so, um, and we start working, making, uh, empowering the girl, and we're making handcraft and taking that handcraft. It comes that project by himself. I did not force myself on I have target. It's just intuition to help them. When I get that handcraft and those painting, my God, they are in the art, fantastic. And they're making those painting with simple products. This mean they're not a high quality, but they're giving best quality of art because emotional thing and most of them sell some moringa and so and a lifestyle which i take them to paris i sell them expensive so i put that extension with them and we start doing rotation and we take in handcraft we take in the the painting and selling them to those people and making gallery and 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 until now i have good relationship with them because they are angel heart in the hand they're happy without too much, with the minimum. They give you a smile, they give you care, and with the little things. And I think in each country, there is the same. In Africa, it's the same to me. When I go, I'm fascinated with those people, how they have that, I don't know, that feeling. You cannot express it. But when you have your, hand, your heart in your hand, and you're ready to give it to the people with smile, with the minimum, that's a big that's mean not even a million of the earth can make you happy if you don't have a happiness inside your heart 
even you are a businessman if you have a lot of money and you grow in your business the way you want but if you don't have a humanity inside you you cannot succeed that's why we learn in uae tolerance love peace and to be yeah. together hand to hand thank Definitely. you to everyone Layla, um you, you yeah. i really love that you brought up tolerance there um i i i always think about why people like make this line of sub-saharan africa and north africa for you okay your experience how can how can how can we get over that and just and just talk about africa as a continent how can we get over the okay the, the north african africa divide for, you see the palpitation of your heart that's africa to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know why because africa it's been always penalized but what others done and right. politically some people see that in africa there is a scammer did you deal with them you got one bad example and you make all the record for that one or two bad example africa have decent people africa have great mind people africa need only some great leader and some strategy strong to go out we can see for example i am not doing uh, propaganda south africa Nigeria, Kenya, we're going all. And there is Mauritania, Morocco. There is a lot of country with the trying and fighting to make that things going on perfectly. We need just time. And we need also education self. The people in Africa have special culture. They used to take easy. And they don't want to fight to do. We have chance that we going out of Africa and we've been in different country and we merge with other culture, like uh, all of us. And now we can make the point and we make a difference and with the vision. So we need just empower, put a lot of training and help people to promote themselves and change the mentality. The most important is great mind. If you change it, you change the world. We have to invest in the mind and in empowering the youth because they are the future that's yeah. it yeah education okay. education is definitely very important and obviously africa being that's the that. youngest continent with uh, so many so many young people that are impressionable you know so like now exactly the right things exactly and i feel like i feel like in short pretty much you're saying there needs to be a collaboration between diaspora the people that have left the continent and gotten uh, socialized other places in the world to come back to Africa and kind of share collaborative ideas on, on, on uh, the way forward. Why we go far? Why we don't start from here? All of us. Right. Let's put them up, make a brainstorming. We have UAE Africa. We have you. We have all the ambassador, which they are with us. Let's create some platform. Start from here before searching other nation, other committee. We have to start from ourselves, from our small community to go to the big community. The Global Brothers Podcast is here to help in terms of giving people voice if they want to uh, discuss <laughs> anything about um, about <laughs> connecting, connecting like you know, like the global the global diaspora and African continent and business business on the continent for sure. So exactly, uh, let's 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 join hands, Layla. We're with you. The na the name is Brothers. So let's make these brothers growing up around the world and start from here a time to wake up and to start we don't need to see each other we can connect every day and make brainstorming we can send also commitment to sign non-disclosable contract and mou everything now it's with the internet 
Why we have to wait tomorrow? From today, we decide. Start, connect, build, and yeah, empower. Do it. There's no, better, there's no better time than now, to be honest with you. Exactly. Uh, it really it's is. Time. Thank you for everyone. I'm amazing. I'm happy. You give me a lot of energy, guys. <laughs> I, think, I think you've given it to us. <laughs> Win-win situation. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We would be remiss if we did not mention our good sister Wendy's uh, comment, uh, question uh, for both the panelists. She says, if someone could solve one problem or challenge mm -hmm. you are having, what would that be? And that's for both of you to, guys. To everyone? Yeah. Again? So, again? Okay, so uh, Wendy, sa Wendy says, if someone could solve one problem or challenge that you're having, what would that be? For me, if someone solved my problem, uh, when you help someone, you feel happy. But when someone helps you, you feel 10,000 times happy. So imagine if we solve the problems of each other, how the happiness would spread everywhere. That's my point. The others, I let them talk. Thank you. Good answer. Adija? Uh, I don't know. Do, can I? I don't want to be romantic at this time. I'm looking be, for. Be a... romantic. Be romantic. <laughs> no, I don't want to be. Romantic. Wait, violin, violin. I, I, I no. I I need an IT. I just need a good IT to solve my my website's issue. <laughs> I don't need anything else at the moment. <laughs> you hear that, Wendy? She needs a she needs she needs a good <laughs> IT person if you could send her. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much, ladies. We've had, we've had a wonderful time. It's been uh, four wonderful, amazing episodes with, with the 12 inspiring entrepreneurial women. We've learned so much, gotten to know you ladies uh, a lot better. And uh, I am definitely uh, uh, energized um, and, 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 and really charged up to, you know, even do better things in my life as well from, you know, from knowing you guys and hearing your journeys. Keith? Yeah. I mean, Marlon and I, we talk about Africa every day, every day. And I'm just enamored with both of you, your love for Africa, your love for humanity, your passion. And um, I'm inspired. Thank you very much for being on this, this platform. And congratulations again. I have something to say. Yes, please. Can I? Please. I love you guys. I love you, everybody. I really, really, really am happy to be here. And thank you to everyone. Well, uh, thank you, everybody. And as we always say at this time, live global and prosper. Peace. Check us out on YouTube, Global Brothers Podcast. And please subscribe and share and, you know, continue to support, you know, good yeah. content. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs>